Yo. It's John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. I know nothing, but I, I do know that there were some pretty good fights. There's some fights this last weekend. UFC 280. What do you guys think overall? <clears throat> overall, did 280 deliver on the hype for you? Did it deliver the hype? <clears throat> I feel there's a lot of sad people. Sad people. I got my uh, 80s classes on. It's a little chilly in the garage today, so I put the beanie on. But I feel like there's some sad people at the old Charles losing to Mekachev kind of kind of easily, so easily. So I think they understand what's what's coming. <laughs> the reign of Mekachev. I think there's some people who may not like it. Do we care if they like it? I don't. I don't. Um, yeah, the reason they wouldn't like it is because uh, there's a lot of grappling, but there's also striking, and uh, he gets the job done. But the fights were fun. The fights were good. I enjoyed. I enjoyed them. Uh, but yeah, did I catch? I didn't catch the entire card. The card in its entirety. It was it was a very early card. It started early morning at like seven seven thirty something like that. I was not able to get up that early. Seems like there was a number of cards or a number of uh, fights. I'm sorry, a number of fights canceled on the uh, on the prelims. Seems like a lot. Off the internets here, off the Google, one, two, three, four, five, five preliminary cards. Were those scrapped in Abu Dhabi or were those scrapped earlier? It seems like pain in the ass to go all the way out there and then have your fight thrown out. Oof. Fly all the way out into the desert. Uh, I did not see the Mokaev fight, but he's got, looks here, a third round submission. Mokaev, I saw, was, uh, I don't know if he's been training with Khabib and those guys over there, or he just had a picture with him, but he may be training with him. Um, Mokaev is tough, and it's good to see him pick up the submission. Because he's one of those guys that's really great on the ground and does a lot of work. But if the opponent shuts down and just wants to kind of get stood back up, then they, the fight can draw on a little bit. So he needs to, like, open up. Looks like he did and get that as a submission. So good, good for him. Um... Petrosian Petrosian and Dobson was a decision for Petrosian. I did not catch that fight completely. Uh, Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov won uh, his fight, won a decision in his fight, stayed out uh, in front 
of his opponent the entire time. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. That's a lot of, it's a lot of letters. Um, but Abubakar also, he also uh, had some words with Chismet or Kazmat, Kazmet, Chismev, Kazmet. He was the one who was uh, seen in a video where they're um, having having some words very close. And <clears throat> Abubakar, Abubakar is a troublemaker. He's a troublemaker a little bit. He likes to push the envelope a little bit. He was in there trying to mix it up with Connor. <laughs> but uh, it's good that he got his win. He had to bounce out and went to PFL for a little bit. Now he's back in the UFC. Um, Krylov had a pretty had a tougher fight than I thought he was going to have with Ozdemir. You know, I thought I thought he maybe he'd have not as hard of a time, but Vulcan is a tough cookie for everybody that fights him. He's never really an easy fight, but again, he is kind of a um, a gatekeeper of sorts. Like if you're going to break into the top five of the weight class, top 10 of the weight class, you got to go through Ozdemir. Let's see what's up for Krylov next. Krylov is tough. You know, he's had some not great fights, but he's, he's tough. Uh, and this was a good fight. This is a good fight. Another decision, though. Uh, Kahlo Baralo, he's fun to watch. He needs to put some finishes together, though. I think but that was a good fight. Muradov and Baralio. Fun. Fun scrap. Did you guys catch much of the undercard? Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Hamza. The Yan fight. What do you guys think of the, uh, the undercard? Do you see much of the undercard? Care much of the undercard? Roxy saying 280 was good, not great. We hope Dillashaw retires. Nothing left to prove. He's got money to make. He's got money to make, you know. But that's a weird thing. A shoulder? We'll get to that. <coughs> Missed the prelims, huh? Uh, well, the the best fight of the prelims was, <coughs> I must say, uh, the Bilal Muhammad fight. Bilal looked really good. He looked tough. Uh, kept coming forward the whole time. Um, I haven't heard anything about Sean Brady. I didn't know who he was. I was saying before, it feels like they don't like Bilal Muhammad. They never give him the big fights. Must not have enough followers on social media. Must not talk enough smack or kiss enough Dana butt. I don't know what it is. But he's tough. He's always comes to fight. He always performs well. I like watching him fight. He fights this Brady guy who 
was 15-0. The guy was undefeated. Had the hype train behind him. But why is he fighting Bilal Muhammad? What did Bilal Muhammad do? He made somebody mad? Why, why would that be the fight for him? <clears throat> Shouldn't he be fighting somebody with a name? Shouldn't he be climbing the ladder? Like, why is he uh, going to be, like, relegated to this, like, gatekeeper role? Did he lose to somebody significant? That, that means he shouldn't be around. I mean, he's only got three losses. I'm not 100% keen on his overall record. <coughs> you know, he had a great fight. What, Luke? You beat Luke last? Decision over Luke. Luke. I just don't. Uh, I don't see it. I don't understand why. I think maybe he's not handsome enough. I don't know why. Why? Why not giving him the push? Why isn't he fighting, you know, um, Chimiev, right? Why isn't he fighting Kazma? Why isn't he fighting um, uh, uh, George? Why isn't he fighting Masvidal? Why isn't he, he fighting those guys? Colby, maybe? Uh, why isn't he in that mix? Why hasn't he been in that mix? That's where he should be. That's who guys he should be fighting. I don't get it. Yeah, he beat Sean Brady, who's a tough, undefeated guy. But, like, yeah, nobody really knows who he is. So, end of the day, he should have beat him. Thank goodness he got the stoppage. That's a big, it's a big bolster. It pumps him up. If he would have got a decision here, he would have flatlined. I don't know why they do this to certain guys. But yeah, this is this is one of those things I think that happens because it's not a uh, a true sport. You know, his record should be enough to force him into the upper echelons of fights, right? Uh, Darius, I always like watching uh, Darius fight. Darius is also a guy like Bilal who often gets overlooked and doesn't get the fights he should be fighting. And I think uh, someone like him would stand to do very well if we had independent rankings that guaranteed us fights with guys higher ranked or similarly ranked than us. I think that would be very beneficial. But he looked good. Uh, ended up getting the decision. Nice. Then let's get into this a uh, bit of shenanigans. Sean O'Malley again. Sean O'Malley shenanigans. <laughs> this is just, I, I don't understand this fight at all. I don't understand how this fight got put together. What's going on? I don't understand 
how this even possibly could have resulted in a decision. How it's possible that this that Sean O'Malley could have won this decision, a split decision. I have no idea what those judges were watching. I have no I am completely flabbergasted. I think that's the word to use. Flabbergasted. How? How? I, I do not see um, him winning a round. I didn't. I don't. I think I think this is one of those dangerous, like, damage. Oh, I think he was damaged. That was high-damaged shot. Bullshit. You don't know. You know, I don't, th- I don't think he hit Peter Yan with a sledgehammer and damage him. Some people are just built different. But I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see it. I don't get it. I was completely taken aback. If I was standing up, I would have had to take two steps back. What happened? How? Really? Old purple hair? Old purple hair. I guess. I don't know, ma'am. It's a hard sell for me. I did not see that. I did not see that. Oh, ma'am. Yeah, Bilal looked good. He looked, looked tough. Tired of just saying that I saw the Bilal fight later. That was a little bit of an early stoppage, but it was a good win. I'm not a referee. I think he was just, the guy was on his way out. <clears throat> I think it was fine. Did he? Is that Abu Akar? Called out, called out Chimiev? Or was that somebody else? Ah, uh, yeah. But that's one of those things, too. James Y is saying, Bilal fought Leon, but ended early to uh, eye poke. That, but, like, those two guys probably should have been fighting each other. They should have been fighting a bigger name. Those guys should have been, you should be building those guys, not making them fight each other early on. <clears throat> I feel like they do that to weed out certain guys who could be at the top, make it harder for them to get the title shots. I don't know. Average Anthony chiming in saying that I thought Jan won. You're not the only one, man. P. Odor versus Sugar Shane. Sugar Shane, Sugar Sean. So you picked, what did that mean? What does that even mean? Tyler Durden says, I picked O'Malley, but Jan won both rounds one and two. How do you win? It was a three-round fight, right? <laughs> so how does he how does he lose if he won round two, one and two? There's only one round left. Is it 10-8? No way, it was a 10-8 round. It didn't knock him down. Yeah, especially with all the takedowns. I feel like it was I feel like it was 
thorough, a thorough win, thorough, thorough control, thorough beating. Yeah, man, that's it's a tough one. Oh well, that that okay. So Lee the Flea is saying, who do you think handled? Um, <clears throat> who do you think handled dislocated shoulder better, Bellator with Aaron Pico or UFC with Dillashaw? The problem with Pico and the Bellator situation is that his shoulder wasn't dislocated. He had like a broken collarbone or something. He had something else going on, and they just assumed it was a dislocated shoulder. So they kept trying to pop it back in. I think they're both kind of messed up, um, especially with Dillashaw, because Dillashaw is telling us, hey, guys, I knew my shoulder was screwed. I knew it was going to come out. I knew it was going to dislocate. But I did this anyways. How many people lost money? You know, what if people knew about that? You think anybody... Maybe knew about his shoulder and was like, hey, I'm going to place some money down on uh, the other guy. <coughs> <coughs> you know, I love old TJ here, but the uh, shoulder keeps falling out of socket. Why not get a couple cases of beer for free? A couple nights at the bar paid for. Yeah, Brandon says it. Yan won, shake my head. Brandon Hunter said it. He said it. Oh, a lot of Vanguard saying it's rigged, bro. The promotion picks the winners and losers. We all know this. Pro wrestling, bro. It's pro wrestling. Me and Gene Okerlund is coming to you with this. Important information. Sal. Uh, Sal's asking, how strong is Islam on top? Not, He's not Khabib pressure. He's not Khabib pressure. No, like you'll, you'll get back up. You'll be able to get back up. I'll be able to get back up <coughs> more times with him. Um, sweep him, get on top of him. But he is capable of uh, being slick and getting two submissions really well. Um, still a handful, but it's just it's just different. You're talking um, meat grinder versus surgeon with their with the way they they're pushing their techniques through on you. Uh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Tigers, he bet on O'Malley. But he realizes that uh, both rounds one and two are Yuns. I don't even. I don't even think he did that great. I don't even think O'Malley did that great in the third round. I don't. Even, I wasn't that impressed even. Huh. 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 No, we haven't got to Islam yet. We took a break to get through the uh, comments here. If you guys want to comment hit immediately throw up the super chat come on help brother out 
Oh, all right, all right. Where do we leave off? Peter Yan O'Malley. So, we, yeah. Seems like you guys are kind of in agreement that that was not a solid win for O'Malley. Seemed like a bit of a gift. Company guy gets the nod. Then we get into the Aljermaine Sterling and TJ Dillashaw fight. TJ's been out for a while. Um, he had his uh, drug issues with his supplementation, extracurricular supplementation. PED uses performance-enhancing drills that he was doing or something. And uh, he's back now. So it'll be interesting to see if he stays at the same level. Um, this was not a good showing for him because his shoulder kept falling out of socket. And that's noble in a sense that he was able to tough it out and still fight. But it's also horrific that a professional athlete who's at the top tier of his game, former champion, maybe trying to reclaim a championship, has to compete injured. He's not able to be like, hey, oh, whoops, my shoulder's popping out of socket. I, I need to take time off to heal. I can't fight right now. He's not able to do that. He's so hard up on money. Like the, the leverage the UFC is so powerful that he can't be like, yo, guys, my shoulder's coming dislocated. He still has to be, he still has to fight. He still feels he has to fight. Is that would that happen in any other sport, you think? Now I understand if you're like, oh man, this is Super Bowl. We're in a Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl game. This is, I I may never get here ever again. My team needs me to perform. I can see that. You know. But you got months to prepare. You've known for weeks that your shoulder just is shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. How are you doing? Ah, my shoulder just pops out of socket all the time. Eh, it'll be all right. It pops back in. We're cool. It's really, it's kind of hard for me to grasp that it's been so normalized. It's so normalized that people are like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I just fought. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. That's why MMA is winning. It doesn't really sound like it. These guys are putting themselves in really bad situations. For what? Like, who's going to take care of them? UFC, oh, UFC is going to give them a big bonus or whatever. But I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> if they had more, more freedom, more leverage, free agency. I don't think they would have to do this type of stuff. I don't think they have to fight hurt like this. I don't think they have to take this type of risk. Wouldn't have to put yourself out there. Lame duck. And then you have people gamble on this stuff, man. They gamble on this stuff. And you're, you're like, oh, I'm going to go out there with one arm. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Good luck. We're all going to gamble. 
Yep, lead the flea. 30.27 yen. I was extra puzzled. Not the only one. Yeah, you're 100% right, Brandon. Brandon's saying, so what? O'Malley has a tainted win in your eyes. Next year, no one will even be having this conversation about this win or loss. You're 100% right. Uh, a fighter is only as good as his last fight, pretty much. Everybody will forget. No one will remember. No one will care. I'll probably go on thinking that uh, Yan won in my mind. So <laughs> he'll still have won in my mind, even though on paper that's not the truth. But everybody will go on. Nothing will happen. It's all, it's all done. Uh, Jan will have been paid less, so he's going to miss out. And then it might be harder for him to get uh, another title shot or another big fight, which probably isn't going to be true because he's Peter Jan. But, yeah, it's just uh, one of those things, man. It sucks. Sucks there'll be some money missed out on. Maybe a rematch can be talked about, but they're trying to they're trying to get O'Malley to that title. They want him to fight for a title soon. He's got that good social media, man. He's got that good social media. Oh, James asking the hypotheticals. He says, uh, speaking of uh, bare knuckles fighting championship, comes knocking with the right price. What weight would you fight at? Oh, man. Depends on what they have available. 205 or heavyweight depends on what the matchup is. Whatever. Depends on the matchup, really. Because I could cut down 20 pounds and fight somebody really tough, or I could fight a fat guy. <laughs> I could just fight a fat guy. They hit hard, but if you can make a mess a few times, they get tired. They get tired fast. <sighs> it's time to go to work. It's time to go to work. Oh, boo, 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 boo. Henry and Connor at 150 catchweight. Henry walks around about 100 pounds. Come back, fight for both guys. I don't think Connor can even make 150 now. <clears throat> He's like 195, all juiced out, bro. <sighs> He's posing in the mirror stuff. What the fudge? I don't know if he can make it. And Henry Cejudo is tiny. He's a tiny, tiny little man. He should be fighting Hezbollah. 
Henry Cejudo and Hezbollah. That should be his comeback fight. Sign it. Oh, okay, okay. So TJ Aldrain, that was the that was the that was the fight. That uh besides the arm thing, like he was getting handled. He was getting handled. He was. Um could it have been different if he had a good arm and his arm wasn't just coming out of the socket? Maybe. But Ifs and buts were candy and nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas. And he looked like he was getting all around ragdolled and worked over by um, by Algermain. Sterling looked really good. He's tough. I don't think people give him enough credit. People don't like him, but he's good. <clears throat> I think he's really good. Already. Then we get into the main, the main card, the main, the main fight, the Big Daddy fight. <clears throat> Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev. People were talking this fight up big time because people are mad. <laughs> People are mad. They're mad at how good Islam Makachev is. They're mad at how good uh, Khabib is, right? They're not fundamental strikers. They don't bow down to the promoter. Um, they don't cut themselves out the way all these other guys do. And I think people hate them for it. And Charles went the long road. He was forever forgotten guy by the UFC. You know, he's like the Darius uh, type guys. He's tough. He's in every fight, but never, never really considered. He was just an also ran. He was just a guy they would feed to other people. You know, I don't know where the guy keeps winning, keeps submitting people, starts breaking records, and then puts himself in a position to fight for a title, and he wins. And now people are seriously considering like, hey, well, maybe we should consider Old Charles here as you know the goat, the pound for pound greatest ever, because he's been through it. He's been through a lot of rough fights, rough life stuff, and he came out on top. He was able to fight and come out on top, beat some really tough guys, and it's awesome. He won. He deserved a spot. He deserved to be there, but I think. What he represents is a glaring thing that a lot of people hate. This is how good Khabib is. Everybody wants to write off Khabib as like, oh, he's not really the great. He he quit too soon, or he didn't fight enough top guys, or he blah, 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 blah. He used too much grappling, blah, 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 blah. It's all whatever garbage. Because he handled and made everybody look silly. He made everybody look like school children that he fought. And then he retires. And then, oh, now there's Charles. Oh, he never fought Charles. And Charles beat the guys that could be made look childish. 
So, of course, Khabib's guy, Islam, is coming up. And they're like, ah, he's garbage too. He doesn't fight anybody. He doesn't deserve this shot. Because they're trying to hold on to that idea that Khabib's not as good as he was. That grappling and wrestling aren't as important to fighting as they are. And I think they're mad. I think they're super mad. I want them to stay mad. I want them to just just soak. I want you to just marinate in your anger over it. <laughs> okay? Grappling's better. It's better. It's the best thing for fighting. 100%. Sal's uh, asking about Abubakar. How good is Abubakar Namagamadav when you wrestled Spartan? He's good. He's, uh, he's mean. He's got a mean streak. He's got a real mean streak. All right, he's got a real mean streak. But uh, he's tough. I don't think he's as disciplined as some of the other Namagamadavs. But he's still very tough. Very tough. I did not catch this. <clears throat> Felipe is saying, did you catch the Paul Versilla Silva Showtime embedded? How do you think Jake looks, and do you think he has a realistic chance against Anderson? Something tells me Anderson's footwork and feints will... Will be the difference. This is a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Let's uh, let's make sure we don't want this. Yeah. So yeah, Makachev. You know, uh, lands a good solid punch. <clears throat> Everybody's worried about the wrestling. When you have top tier wrestling, when you have that threat of closing the distance, grappling somebody, putting hands on somebody, and putting them to the ground and making life miserable for them on the ground, when you have that ability, it instantly raises your striking ability because people became become so worried. They become so worried. Excuse me. They become so worried about the takedowns. They worry so much about. Oh my god! I don't want to. I don't want to overcommit to this this punch combination and they get taken down. So they stop putting things forward. They stop opening up. They start putting themselves in a defensive position, defensive stance. You start fainting, right? Like that. Oh. I, bet, I bet some of you people at home have lost your underwear. That faint was so amazing right there. It is to that little head move. You're like, where did my pants go? I faked you out of them. It was so fast. You do that to somebody. You faint, you faint them, and they start throwing stuff. Close the distance. Get in their face. Take them down. Uh, and when they're worried about your takedowns, it opens up the striking. Because I faint. They think I'm 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 to him shooting for something. Then I come upstairs and land a couple punches, and then I go back down for the shot. Over and over again, all night long, makes it easy. 
And, and you only got to have, you know, your basic punches, your basic stuff. So all you need to carry you through. But he looked good. He looked good all the way through. He's going to be a handful. He's going to be trouble. He's going to be hard to deal with. Um, but okay. So those fights were okay. They were okay. You know, it was okay. But after suffering through a couple weeks of like <laughs> real ass fights, a lot of ass fights. Is there any other way to put it? A bunch of ass fights. A bunch of asses fighting. <laughs> uh, it hasn't been great. It hasn't been great. Uh, it's kind of underwhelming. It's really great to see uh, Islam win, look great, come out on top. But it's a cloudy day for the rest of the division because their little slap boxing competitions are over. Because they're going to get taken down and annihilated by this guy. You guys are going to have with the Russians coming in, man. You're going to have to learn how to wrestle. You're going to have to learn how to fight from the ground. You're not going to have a choice. It's just not going to happen. Um, but moving on into the uh, the boxing, right? The boxing, the Jake, the uh, Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. Anderson is a good fighter. He's good. He's great. Okay, great MMA fighter, good kickboxer, good boxer. He knows how to box. He knows how to mix it up. He's had some boxing fights that looked okay. Um, I don't think Jake's going to have a big weight advance advantage over him, but he's got the youth advantage. He's got like 20 years on him. And that's the thing that worries me. I think... <clears throat> You could very likely have a draw type situation where it goes the full length of of the fight here. Um, I could go I could go anyway just because of the age. Anderson could could land something slick, could slip something, land something, knock Jake Paul out. I think that's possible. I think it's going to be much more difficult for Jake Paul to finish Anderson. I don't think. Jake Paul can knock him out very easily. I don't think so. Um, can he win the decision? Maybe he wins the decision. Maybe he wins the decision against Anderson Silva. But um, has Anderson been super chinny lately? Has he had, uh, you know, did he have like three, you know, knockout losses? Did he get dropped or staggered or wobbled? Much in the last of his fights, you know, he's he's lost a step. He might get hit more often than he used to. But I don't think he's in a situation where he's going to get, you know, ragdolled, big punched. He's big. He's much bigger than, uh, than Woodley. He's much bigger than um, uh, what's his name? Askren, you know, so they're going to be a little bit closer in weight. Anderson's tall. I think there's a good chance that he could he could win the fight, but I think his age is a big big handicap. 
Yeah, the boy is correct. Is correct. The boy twenty six says Islam is legit. I thought Charles would beat him, but Islam did his thing. Yes, <clears throat> people just don't understand how tough these guys are. Seriously, I did not watch the one card. I did not. I only watched UFC this weekend. Ah, so this is, a, this is an interesting point. Sayulineu says, uh, the UFC being what it is, a corrupt promotion sideshow, uh, I'm surprised they haven't hired a personality coach for Islam. Okay, so this is one of the things, right? They, they're, they're not employing these guys. These guys are still independent contractors. They treat them like independent contractors. So they want Islam to pay for the coach himself. They want Islam to go out and get the get the coaching and get that stuff that he needs on his own by himself. They don't want to put up the money for it, right? That's not their role. That's that's not – if they were an actual promoter and they actually wanted to promote their guys and make their guys um, capable of making the most amount of money possible, that is one of the things that they would do is they would, they would coach them. They would coach them in front of what to say to the press and how to do interviews. They would <clears> – <throat> have personality type coaches. They would have English coaches that they would provide for them. But because it is a production, they want you to bring all that stuff to the table on your own, through your own uh, channels. All right. All right, guys. Um, here's the plus part of the show. Okay, the plus part. We're talking a little about fitness. You guys need to bring your basic fitness levels up. It, it, it has to happen. Okay, we talked briefly about how we went on the hike with the kids and just not being, you know, fat, just not having excess body fat. Made the day way easier, way more enjoyable for people and their families. And if you're just not getting in shape, if you're not doing the things you need to, you're missing out on such a better life, such a better life. Which is this one? This is oh, I'll put this. I put this one up. All right. So I have my Fitch Smash Strength program, right? I have my Fitch Smash Strength and Fitness um, package available. Okay. This is one of the notes. Right? Part of the fitness package is that you get access to Telegram. Okay. So you can text me whenever, ask questions. I put videos and other things up in there, um, hopefully to get you guys moving. But this is one of the messages from, from it, okay? He's saying, uh, I have to say I'm loving the whole program. I've never been more motivated. Five by five, injured. Dog crap equals injured. Smash equals no injuries. Training six times a week plus wrestling and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 
I am 45 and did have a bad injury from a car crash, so I'm not dissing the other programs. I just don't get injured with John's program, and the meal plan is great. Boom. All right, guys. Satisfied customers. You need to get yourself um, over check out the Gumroad. Check out my meal plan. Check out the package. The The thing to do is the package. Let's check out the, uh, the Gumroad. <clears throat> the best thing for you, the strength and fitness package, guys. Okay. Because you're going to get the uh, resistance band program. You're going to get the regular Fitch Smash Strength lifting program, the 12-minute bike cardio program you get the meal plan right i have a kettlebell program that is for the beach muscle lift i do on wednesdays and sundays i have other ways of doing those workout too but like this one's just a kettlebell workout you're going to get an hour-long consultation get to talk to me in my pretty face for an hour over a zoom call or whatever works best and then you also get the telegram get plugged into the telegram channel and you will be able to speak with other people me who are going through the workouts trying to get better i came up with the fit smash lifting resistance program guys in order to keep strong keep my lean muscle mass up keep from getting injured while i did all of my MMA training, right? This is a martial artist's way of lifting weights and being strong. That's the whole, whole, uh, whole point of this is consistency. Okay, consistency over PR maxing. I'm not trying to do the most rest possible. I'm not trying to do the most weight possible. I want to do a decent amount of weight with good form regularly, right? I don't want to miss days. I want to treat it like hygiene. I want to treat it like brushing my teeth. I want to uh, spread my workouts out, okay? I lift six days a week, okay? Six days a week. But I'm only lifting about three exercises, four exercises. Some days uh, I want to goof around and do extra lifts, in the, in the garage, I may do six, but I don't think I've ever done more <laughs> than six in, in years. Okay, so I started doing this program and developing my program in 2013, right before the Eric Silva fight. Because I had tried the vegan thing, I'd lost weight, I'd lost muscle mass, I'd gotten weak and lost some fights. Wasn't doing good, wasn't feeling good decided that I needed to change things and um, get back on the meat and start lifting. And I figured out a way to lift, get the most out of lifting without taking away from my other workouts. Because that was always the hardest thing with the lifts before was I do these lifts. I lift the way that I used to for, for uh, wrestling in college or football in high school or bodybuilding type stuff. And I'd be wiped out. You know, whatever muscle group, whatever area I was working on, 
I wouldn't be able to use for days. And that doesn't work out well when you're training three or four times a day and you're learning skill sets and trying to get better at those skill sets. You're not going to be able to take that type of strain on yourself. Things start giving out. Things start breaking down. So I had to come up with a better way. I came up with the Fitch smash way, right? <clears throat> I lift six days a week. I have my essential lifts, right? Four days a week are essential lifts, and then two days a week are beach muscle lifts. Beach muscles, you guessed it. They're the ones that look good when you're on the beach, when you got the shirt off. The traps and the delts, the biceps and the triceps, you know the ones I'm talking about. The ones your ladies like to hug and squeeze on. Those are the ones. So uh, I've got all that stuff covered. I've got it all covered. I've got the lifting stuff covered. If you are carrying around extra body fat, there's nothing better for you to burn body fat than lifting. Okay, resistance training is 100% better for you than running. If you lift the weights and, and walk, that's all you need. That's all you need. You can walk 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes to an hour a day. Get a dog, go on walks. Get dates, go on walks with your dates. Walk around the park. Doesn't have to be super challenging. Doesn't have to be the Pinnacles National Park hike. It just has to be a little bit of a walk. Just get your metabolism going a little bit. After... Uh, after a meal, after they have a big meal, after a big lunch or a big dinner, it's a good time to go for a little walk. And then lift. And then lift. If you lift on an easy-to-follow program, right, where you have uh, a lot of versatility that you can use, but you're focusing on the same muscle groups, Fitch Smash is the way to do it. And you can, you can be jacked. You can look good. You can feel good with minimal amount of effort, right? I've been doing the same stuff since I retired two years ago, still jacked, still jacked, right? There's some muscle memory in there from lifting all these years, but goes to show you it's about uh, consistency because I, I have not taken more than two weeks off. Um, well, actually, no, I did an experiment. I did an eight week experiment where I did not lift or work out at all. And I just focused on eating uh, consistently with my meal plan. And that meal plan with eight weeks of doing nothing but just sticking to the meal plan, I stayed lean. I stayed, I stayed looking good. But I, I had less cheat meals. I had less snacks. You know, I was much more dialed in on the meal plan and only eating uh, the good stuff. I like the lifting because then I can eat some of the bad stuff and not feel as bad. <laughs> no, not feel as bad. Not look as bad. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I did that. I, I took eight weeks um, of not doing anything, at least eight weeks. Maybe it might have been 12 weeks. Um, but I also did a set of eight weeks of um, resistance bands. 
So I didn't do anything but meal plan and resistance bands. So resistance bands, they I tested them out too. They work great. I came up with alternative lifts to hit the same types of muscle groups, the same type of workouts um, that you hit in the Fitch uh, Smash Strength program. And uh, I've got it available for the resistance bands. Resistance bands, you can take them anywhere, man. I take them on vacations and stuff with me. Done them on the beach. I was doing them by the lake this last summer. When we went back home, I was doing them lakeside. It was pretty great. Why would you want to look like Connor? Just write on yourself with a bunch of crayons. Um, but I could send you to go to more plates, more dates. He's probably got the Connor program figured out. <laughs> He'll figure that one out for you. Oh, yep. Yeah, maybe we'll do it. I don't know what that does. You have to educate me. I don't know anything other than testosterone. Hello, says my buddy gave me some stan stanozole. Should I do it? I don't know. You're not a stan stan? A stanozole stan? I don't know anything about this stuff. Go go to Derek. More plates, more dates. He's a chemical guru. <clears throat> Yep, he's got some great stuff. Jay Pillon, more plates. I watch his channel too. Great information as always, John. Yep, he does. He does do a good job. He's got huge. He got huge shoulders. <laughs> yes, I've wrestled with Islam. I've grappled with him much bigger than him he doesn't have the power he's not as menacing as uh, Khabib but he's slick so he'll foot sweep you and get the easy takedown or um, he'll sweep you from bottom or he'll attack submissions and stuff from bottoms he can he can be a threat he's tough man he's tough he's just different so just because they train together doesn't mean like they're carbon copies of each other. They have some similar things that they do, but they're different fighters, man. They're different. Oh, man. Hello. I am not a fan. He's asking, what's your take on Drag Queen Story Hour and Trans Kids? There is zero reason at all. There's absolutely zero reason to put sex in front of kids. At all. It, it's not something that comes up to them. It's not something that they're aware of or introduced to. The sexualization, like, it doesn't need to be done to them. They don't need to be introduced to that. There's no reason for it at all. I, I cannot see it as anything but grooming. I can't see it as anything but grooming. I got two kids, okay? So I know. I've been around them. I understand, like, their their curiosity towards sex like curiosity towards gender, it's not that big a deal, right? They don't want to see anybody kiss on, you know, they're watching their cartoon and then people start holding hands and they're like, this is gross. Why is that happening? <clears throat> Why are these two people kissing? It's not even about, oh, two girls are kissing, two guys are kissing in the cartoon, which is extra gross. 
It's just anybody. You're 10 and 8. Like, they don't want to see it. They don't care. They do not care. They have better things to worry about. There's no reason to shove that in their face. And then if you're shoving sex and sexuality in front of kids, like, you're grooming them, man. You're prepping them to be over-sexualized at a young age. I don't, I'm sorry, I just, I don't see it any, I really do not see it any other way. And I've, I've been coaching kids, I've been around kids for a long time, I've had my own kids, been around other people's kids. It's not a thing unless you force it on them, unless you're forcing this stuff on, on the kids. It's just, you know, oh, Billy, Billy said he wanted to wear a dress. And <clears throat> makes it must mean he wants to be a girl. It, it makes no sense. My boy, my oldest boy wanted a costume. And he wanted a costume because it was the boss. The boss of the thing. He wanted to be the boss of the thing, whatever the thing was. Some Was it Odd Squad, right? Yeah. And the boss of the thing was a girl. So you're like, oh, well, the boss has a, a skirt. And he's like, yeah, okay, I just want to be the boss. I want to be the boss. And then I was like, okay, well, we'll order this. And then I gave him a day to think about it. <laughs> right? I was like, okay, we'll order this tomorrow. He's like, do you sure you want to wear a skirt to school? He's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't. Can we just order the top? Can we just order the shirt? He just wanted, like, he wanted the boss person's shirt. And the only way to get it was to get it with the skirt. And it had nothing to do with him wanting to be a girl. He also spent about nine months wearing a dinosaur costume because we moved to Vegas and we got to Vegas and uh, I remember, you know, trying to kill time, do stuff with the kids, went to Spirit Halloween because Christmas, we're not Christmas, but Halloween was coming up in like a month or so, maybe a month and a half. So I took him in and he found this dinosaur costume to put up and he put the hat on and everything and he thought it was awesome he wore it every day wore it every single day until christmas time he's already starting to grow out of it and his grandparents bought him a new bigger one that was <laughs> it was better made <laughs> so now he had a brand new one that was bigger that was better made and <clears throat> he wore that he wore that for um almost until the next Halloween. Yeah. But like, I didn't, I didn't sign him up to have a scale replacement surgery. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cut his tongue. So he'd have like a forked tongue. <laughs> I just, I just let him be a goofy kid and pretend he was a dinosaur for nine months. Then he started getting hot. And he was done. He's over it. Still had his penis. That's 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 awful. They're talking about doing that stuff, taking kids away from parents because they don't want them to chop them up. Danny Arnold said there is no justifiable, legitimate reason to expose children to alternative or deviant behavior. Just ask yourself why are they so keen to expose little kids to drag queens, trans, gays, etc. You're 100% correct. This isn't something that comes to their attention or they think about or they're aware of in any way until you shove it in their face. Oops, sorry. Until you shove it in their face. You have to literally shove it in their face. Be like, hey, 
look at this and focus on this. Look at this stuff that exists that you had no idea existed before. Consume it. You must consume it. You must adopt a mindset that we are okay with with it. It's not, it's not okay. It's not normal. It's really never in the history of human beings has that been a thing that happened. And kids were like, hey, why can't I cut my dick off and be a girl? What, why? Why isn't that a thing? It's insanity. Yep, social programming. They're trying to kill everybody. They want us, they want us to fight. I think they're trying to drive such a large discrepancy in the sides that we'll break out into violence against each other. And, and then we'll kill a bunch of people in that because you're now a part of my group nonsense. And then the robot dogs. We've talked about this before. The, uh, the robot dogs will come and the uh, drones will come and the buses to take us away to the camps. And that's just the, the tent cities. And Alex Jones will be there and screaming about the gay frogs. And it's crazy. He has to pay like a billion dollars to those people. Nobody died. Nobody died. Like there are, there are pharmaceutical companies that killed a lot of people in their wrongdoings and saying the wrong things. And they don't have to pay that much money. It's wild, man. It's wild. It's wild. All right, guys. I think that's our time. I had fun. I hope you had fun, too. Check out my programs. Start getting serious about your physicality. I had three different privates today. I had one small group and then two privates. Two self-defense. One group was... Uh, in for some wrestling. A little bit of knowledge goes a long way. And the guys I was working with today, man, I was teaching them how not to get knocked out, how to cover their head and move forward and force clinch. And it's it's quite literally the first time that these people probably have really been hit before. And it's very soft. I've put on some gloves to take it easy on them. But... It's pretty cool, I must say, guys. It's really cool. When somebody understands that they have to cross that line and they have to force the clinch, like there's no going back, there's no hanging out in middle ground because that's the way I teach it. If you're close enough to throw punches or far enough away to throw punches, you're far enough away to keep moving away. So that's your first goal is to move away, get out of there. If you can move away, you can get away, now you're forced in a situation where, okay, do I engage and trade punches? where the first guy who lands could get a knockout. It could be 50-50. I mean, depending on how good of a striker you are, how hard you hit, and how good or bad they are, that could be a risk, could be a gamble to play that game. Or you take the other option and you force clinch. I can't get away. Too big of a risk to trade. I force clinch. I protect my head. I don't get knocked out. I put hands on them. I'm able to grapple them. I'm able to clinch them on my feet, prevent them from accessing weapons, prevent them from hitting me, pre prevent them from doing any damage. It's, it's a possibility. You can do it. A little bit of training. 
I'm still editing, still filming, still doing stuff with my uh, my nice self-defense course, but it's coming. Keep an eye out. It's coming. Oh, thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Saying great stuff. Thanks for the information. Always watched you fight and then found your channel from Hotep. That was a fun talk. I like talking with him. Hotep Jesus. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. You guys are uh, legends. Um, have a great week. I'll check you all later.